enriching your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your daily dose of Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration. And because it's summer and you need to get out there and enjoy nature, we have a new book for you, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Running for Good. Now, it was my co-author, Dean Carnassus who suggested that title, Running for Good. And we're not just talking about how running is good for your fitness or how you can run to raise money for good causes. We're talking about also how running is good for you emotionally. And I want to share two stories today from people who used running and hiking to manage their stress and how it worked in quite a dramatic way. So in our first story, Peter Niger tells us about his nightmare. So in this dream, he was back in Afghanistan and he was on a mission. He was aching and he was hungry and tired, but the mission wasn't over. And then there was danger. And in his dream, he was running as fast as he could through dust and dirt and rocks. And he felt like his lungs were going to explode. And then there were flashes and explosions. And then he started falling. And that's when he always woke up and realized he was back home in his bed back in the States. Peter had been having this nightmare for five years, and it was always the same. And basically, it was ruining his life. So he finally confided in a friend about the nightmare, and she suggested that he buy a pair of running shoes and try running his stress and anxiety away. Peter says he wasn't exactly built for running. He said that even in the service, he would call himself short, stout, and slow. And he had gained 60 pounds since his military service ended. But his friend told him about the science and the research and how it proved that this was going to help him psychologically. So he tried it. And he says, after a half mile, I was winded, sweating, and exhausted. I walked back home feeling defeated. But then, guess what happened next? Peter says, that night I collapsed into my bed and the dreams didn't come. So he ran one time for half a mile and he didn't have the nightmare that night. So Peter ran consistently after that and he logged hundreds of miles in the next few years. And he ends the story talking about running nine miles where he happily, proudly, successfully completed a race with his wife snapping photos of him at the finish. And Peter says that after the race, that night I was asleep before my head hit the pillow and my dreams were happy. So after the break, I'll share another story about the curative power of running or hiking or walking to provide stress relief. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
So Anne Morrow is another writer in our book who reports that she was going through a rough patch when hiking turned things around for her. Anne says that she had just been through a decade of hard work, travel, and staggering stress. And she had evolved into someone she didn't like very much. And she had also lost her creativity and had stopped writing, which she used to love. She was depressed, and she was having trouble with alcohol, too. And she was physically unhealthy. She had put on weight. Her knees hurt. Her back ached. And she had trouble sleeping. She wanted to find her old self again. And that morning, after looking at her unfamiliar self in the mirror and having an argument with her husband, she decided to reclaim control of her life. She walked outside, not expecting to go for a walk. But before she knew it, she was a mile from home. And she was walking along, putting one foot in front of the other, and not even thinking about the argument she had just had with her husband. And she wasn't thinking about anything else that was bothering her either. So she turned around and she walked back home. And she was finally filled with hope, hope that she could start over, that she could find herself again, and hope that she could regain her creativity too. She enrolled in a program to help her stop drinking, And then she purchased a fitness tracker and a new pair of sneakers. She says, It was the beginning of a journey that would eventually lead me to someone I'd been dying to meet, me. By March, there was a noticeable difference in my outward appearance. But the real changes were happening on the inside. As the weeks passed, I transitioned from sidewalks to walking paths to narrow, winding mountain trails. And by summer, my new addiction was fresh air and altitude. Anne found herself thinking differently on those hikes, finding new stories to tell and new ideas to write about. She used meditation and mindfulness as she hiked, focusing on the rhythmic crunch, crunch, crunch of the trail under her shoes and the whisper of the wind through the pines. She got in touch with nature again. She found her gratitude again. And she transformed physically, too. She lost 30 pounds, and she got fit. Anne says, The trail saved my life. It made me sane, made me strong, and helped me find myself again. Now Anne hikes regularly, and she writes regularly, too. She's back to being the person she used to be, creative, happy, and free of all that stress. I'm Amy Newmark. Thank you for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. If you want to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, Running for Good, visit our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast button. And you can also find the book at Walmart, Barnes & Noble, your local bookstore, Amazon, or wherever else you like to get your books. And come back for our next episode to hear two stories from our other recent bestseller, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Life Lessons from the Cat. I'm going to talk about two surprisingly smart cats and what they taught their humans. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. 
So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.